It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Coming at you from the WWUSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, is episode number 264 of the WWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw coming at you from the HQ here tonight. As the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, is taking it easy here as it gets set for tomorrow night's uh, WWE Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Of course, this evening, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you, of course, today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We'll review everything that took place here in the, in the WWS radio network here this evening. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you, of course, some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is one six zero five five six two zero four 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 caller ID one four one three six four pound and press that one if you want to chime in on everything that we talk about here this evening. 
is we apologize also for starting a little bit late here of course but of course everyone of course does have other obligations to take care of and of course we did have to push back from our normal time of six o'clock eastern time but it's okay because we're going to be on here for the next hour or so and talking about what we love to talk about more than anything in this world and that is professional wrestling it is 7:24 p.m eastern standard time as we said saturday june the 19th 2021 and let's go ahead. Let's get started here. We start off with our wrestling uh, and pop culture history and birthdays. We start with the wrestling portion. On this date here in 1948, six promoters from around North America founded the National Wrestling Alliance. Of course, now, of course, the NWA. Paul Pinky George, along with Al Hart, Tony Stetcher, Harry Light, Orwell Brown, and Sam Mushnick, decided to consolidate the championships of their regional companies into one true world championship professional wrestling, whose holder would be recognized worldwide. The newly, this newly formed NWA board of directors decided that Brown should be the first ever NWA world heavyweight champion. NWA member promotions were divided up into territories that each promoter at, would operate and receive periodic guest visits from the NWA world heavyweight champion, whoever, of course, that may be. On this date in 1979 at a WWF house show in Allentown, Pennsylvania, Pat Patterson defeated Ted DiBiase to win the WWF North American Championship. On his date in 1992, uh, at the UWF, that is, of course, what was created by Herb Abrams, at the UWF Fury Hour taping in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Paul Orndorff defeated Bob Orton Jr. for the UWF Southern States title. On his date in 1994, WWF's King of the Ring was held at the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, in front of 20 of about in front of around 12,000 fans in the tournament was the following King of the Ring quarterfinals. Razor Ramon defeated Bam Bam Bigelow by pinfall. IRS defeated Mabel. IRS got the win when he shook the ropes as Mabel was about to attempt to maneuver from the top rope, causing him to fall, allowing IRS to cover for the pin. Owen Hart pinned Tataka to advance, and the 123 Kid defeated Jeff Jarrett with a small package pin. King of the Rings semifinals, Razor Ramon defeated IRS following the Razor's Edge, and Owen Hart defeated the 123 Kid by using the Sharpshooter to make him submit. And the King of the Ring final, as Owen Hart defeated Razor Ramon to win the King of the Ring tournament and proclaim himself the King of Hearts during his coronation ceremony. And of course, that is that is one he would use for the majority of his career. Also, three non-tournament matches took place at this pay-per-view. Diesel defeated Bret Hart by DQ in the WWF title match, following interference from Jim Danville Neidhart, meaning that Bret Hart retained the championship. The Head Shrinkers defeated Crush and Yokozuna to retain the, the tag team titles, and in the main event of the pay-per-view, Roddy Roddy Piper pinned Jerry the King Lawler to get the win. On this date in 1999, CZW's Down in Flames was held at the CZW Arena in Mantua, New Jersey. The CZW Championship changed hands when Nick Gage defeated John Zandig, and in the main event, Justice Payne beat Lobo to become the CZW Ironman title holder. On this date in the year 2000, on Monday Night Raw from Nashville, Tennessee, Gerald Briscoe became a two-time hardcore champion when he defeated Crash Holly in the middle of the ring. Briscoe and Pat Patterson celebrated by drinking champagne backstage until Patterson knocked Briscoe out with a champagne bottle, pinned him, and he became the newest hardcore champion. So it changed hands a couple times. First from Crash Holly to Gerald Briscoe, and then from Gerald Briscoe to Pat Patterson. 
On his day in 2001, at a taping of SmackDown in Orlando, Florida, the Dudley Boys defeated Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho to win the WWF Tag Team title belts for the fourth time. On his day in 2002, the first ever NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view took place in Huntsville, Alabama. In a dark match just before they went live, Cheeks, who weighed at around 450 pounds, hit the rope so hard that they broke and it would take, a, take close to an hour to get them replaced. Because of this, management was out. Management put most of the show's non-wrestling segments on first, including a live performance by Toby Keith. In the main event of the night, Ken Shamrock defeated Malice to win the vacant NWA World Heavyweight Championship with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as special guest referee. On his day in 2002, the second-ever NWA TNA Weekly Pay-Per-View was taped right after the first. AJ Styles defeated Low-Key. Jerry, Jerry Lynn and Psychosis in a four-way elimination match to be crowned the inaugural TNA X Division champion. On a state in 2004 at PWG Rocktoberfest in Santa Ana, California, Joey Ryan and Scott Lost defeated Excalibur and Super Dragon to win the PWG Tag Team titles. On a state in 2005, day four of the All Japan Pro Wrestling crossover was in Tokyo. Brother Yashi and Suji Kondo won the All-Asia Tag Team titles when they beat Katsuhiko Nakajima and Tomoaki Hamna. On the same 2005 TNA anniversary took place at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. Here was the match. Of course, that here's the matches that took place. Shark Boy defeated Delirious, Elix Skipper, Jarrell Clark, The Amazing Red, and Zach Gowan in a six-pack challenge. Shark Boy got the pin on Delirious following the Dead Sea drop. Shocker defeated Alex Shelley with a roll-up pin. Ron Killings defeated the Outlaw with a roll-up pin. The Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens, defeated Team Canada, who was Eric Young and Petey Williams, to retain the NWA World Tag Team titles after Stevens hit Williams with a megaphone and covered for the pin. In his TNA debut, Samoa Joe defeated Sanjay Dutt by submission. Bobby Roode defeated Lance Hoyt with a Northern Lariat. America's Most Wanted, Chris Harris and James Storm, defeated three live crew, who was B.G. James and Conan. Christopher Daniels defeated Chris Saban and Michael Shane in a three-way elimination match to retain the X Division title. And Raven defeated A.J. Styles, Abyss, Monty Brown, and Sean Waltman in a King of the Mountain match to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. On a state in 2006, at a TNA Impact taping in the Impact Zone in Orlando, Senshi defeated Samoa Joe and Sanjay Dutt in a three-way match to win a TNA X Division title. On his day in 2007, at a TNA Impact taping in the Impact Zone in Orlando, Samoa Joe defeated Jay Lethal to win the TNA X Division title. On his day in 2010, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion 619 was held in Osaka, Japan. Bad Intentions, who was Giant Bernard and Carl Anderson, defeated Saigi Gun, who was Waturo Inui and Yuji Nagata and No Limit, who was Tetsuya Naido and Yujiro Takahashi, in a triple threat tag team elimination match to win IWGP tag team titles. Also on the show, Prince Devitt, who of course we now know as Finn Balor, defeated Naramichi Marafuji to win the IWGP junior heavyweight title. On the day in 2011, AJPW Pro Wrestling Love from Enrio Goku Volume 12 was held in Tokyo. Kai defeated Shuji Kondo for the AJPW World Junior Heavyweight title. And then later in the show, Kenso and the Great Muda became the AJPW World Tag Team Champions 
after they defeated Aki Bono and Ryota Hama. On his date in 2011 as well, WWE's Capital Punishment was held at the Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. in front of 9,850 fans. Here's what happened at the pay-per-view. <clears throat> Dolph Ziggler defeated Kofi Kingston by knockout after Kingston passed out to a sleeper hold to win the United States title. Alex Riley defeated The Miz by pinfall. Alberto Del Rio defeated The Big Show by technical knockout due to Mark Henry attacking Show before the match. Ezekiel Jackson defeated Wade Barrett to win the Intercontinental title after Jackson forced Barrett to submit to the torture rack. <clears throat> Mom's a call Garrett, Texas. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. CM Punk defeated Rey Mysterio by pinfall following a GTS. Randy Orton defeated Christian to retain the world heavyweight title. Evan Bourne defeated Jack Swagger with an inside cradle to get the pin. And John Cena defeated R-Truth to retain the WWE title. A fan at ringside threw a drink in Truth's face, causing a distraction, giving Cena the chance to hit an attitude adjustment and get the pin. On the state in 2014 at TNA Impact in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Bobby Lashley defeated Eric Young to win the TNA World Heavyweight title. On the same 2015, AAW Killers Among Us was he held in Marionette Park, Illinois. On the show, Lewis uh, Linden defeated Christian Faith to become the AAW Heritage Champion. On the state in 2015, Ring of Honor's Best in the World was held in Terminal 5, New York. In the main event of the night, Jay Lethal defeated Jay Briscoe in a winner-take-all match to retain the ROH World TV title and win to the ROH World title. On a state in 2016, WWE's Money in the Bank was held at the T-Mobile Arena in Paradise, Nevada, in front of 14,150 fans. On the pay-per-view, this is what took place. The New Day, who was, of course, Big E and Kofi, defeated the club, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, uh, the team of Enzo Amore and Big Cass, and the Vaudevillians, Aiden English and Simon Gotch, in a fatal four-way tag team match to retain the tag team titles. Court Jester Corbin defeated Dolph Ziggler after Corbin hit the end of days on Ziggler and got the pin. Charlotte and Dana Brooke defeated Natalia and Becky Lynch with Charlotte pinning Natalia. Apollo Crews defeated Sheamus. AJ Styles defeated John Cena after Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows interfered on Styles' behalf. Dean Ambrose defeated Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Alberto Del Rio in a Money in the Bank ladder match to win the contract for a future WWE World Heavyweight Championship match anytime within the next year. Rusev defeated Titus O'Neil by submission to retain the U.S. title. Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns to win the WWE World Heavyweight title. And also, Dean Ambrose went ahead and cashed in his Money in the Bank contract and defeated Seth Rollins in just eight seconds to win the WWE title. On his date in 2016, day two of All Japan Pro Wrestling Dynamite Series was held in Sapporo, Hikado, Japan. The AJPW World Junior Heavyweight title was won by Hikaru Sato after he defeated Atushi Aoki. On his date in 2016, multiple titles changed hands at New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion 619 in Osaka, Japan. The Young Bucks, of course, you know Matt and Nick Jackson, won a four-way elimination tag against the teams of Matt Seidel and Ricochet, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, and the team of Beretta and Rocky Romero to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. The Briscoes, Jay and Mark, defeated Gorillas of Destiny, who was Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, for the IWGP World Tag Team titles. Katsuyori Shibata became the new Never Openweight Champion 
when he defeated Yuji Nagata. Michael Elgin defeated Kenny Omega for the IWGP <coughs> Intercontinental title in a ladder match. And the main event of the show, Kazuchika Okada defeated Tatsuya Naido to become the, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. On the state in 2018, the WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament Day 2 took place at the Royal Albert Hall in London. On the show, Mustache Mountain, who was Prince Seven and Tyler Bate, defeated Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong, representing the Undisputed Era, to become the NXT Tag Team Titles. On this date last year at IWAMS Unfinished Business in Indianapolis, Indiana, Alex, Alice Crowley and Becky Idol won the IWAMS Tag Team Titles in a six-way doors, ladders, and tables match after outlasting the teams of Logan James and Tyler Matrix, Ace Perry and Dale Patricks, Chris Dickinson and KTB, Hunter, Hunter Drake and Tyler Franks, and, and the team of Kevin Geiza and Lucas Jacobs. And we have some birthdays to mention here. Of course, here today we have several right here. Uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, today is the 43rd birthday of Tyson Duke. Today also is the 66th birthday of Todd Gordon, of course, who had, had a lot to do with ECW back in the day. Today, ladies and gentlemen, also is the, uh, let's see, uh, 60, 69th birthday of El Kanek. Today would have been the, uh, let's see, the, uh, let's see, 83rd birthday of the late Wahoo McDaniel. And today, I'm sure, I'm, I'm assuming this gentleman has also passed by now. I'm not sure, but I'm just guessing here. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, today would have been the 85th birthday of rest of the wrestler known as Billy the Kid. So happy birthday to Tyson Duke, Todd Gordon, El Connect, Wahoo McDaniel, and Billy the Kid. There you have it with your wrestling portion of your history and birthdays here, folks. Now let's check out your uh, pop culture history and birthday reports here, of course, here as well. Uh, we'll go ahead and bring you, of course, some of the more recent ones here. Uh, on the state 1829, Sir Robert Peel introduces the Metropo Metropolitan Police Act of 1829 into Parliament to establish a unified police force for London. On the state 1862, slavery is outlawed in U.S. territories. On the state 1865, Union General Gordon Granger declares slaves are free in Texas. Now, the, the date and the end of slavery slavery is celebrated across the U.S. as as of, of course, this, uh, earlier this week, Juneteenth. That bill was just officially signed to that, uh, several days ago. On the day 1944, World War II, first day of the two-day battle of the Philippine Sea, U.S. naval forces defeat the Japanese fleet. And on the day 1991, Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar surrenders to police. And let's check out a couple of, of moments here. First off, one moment in movies and TV history. On this day in 2015, Pixar's animated film Inside Out is released with a voice with voices by Amy Poehler, Phyllis Smith, Louis Black, Bill Hader, and Mindy uh, Kaling. 
Today in music on this date in 1960, Loretta Lynn records the song I'm a Honky Tonk Girl. And today in sports on this day in 1867, the first Belmont Stakes, Gilbert Gilpatrick aboard the horse known as Ruthless wins in 305. On this day in 1846, first officially recognized baseball game played by Cartwright Rules, the New York Nines 23 defeat uh, the Knickerbockers at one at, in Hoboken, New Jersey. Today, let's see. Today, ladies and gentlemen, here let's check. Uh, a couple of notable birthdays here to talk about here. They would have been the 124th birthday of one of the members of the Three Stooges, Mo Howard. Sadly, he passed away in 1975. And also, ladies and gentlemen, today would have been the 118th birthday of baseball great Lou Gehring. He passed away, of course, in 1941, of course, from the condition that, of course, has been appropriately named Lou Gehring's disease. I believe that was ALS, which is, I think, is the same thing that currently right now legendary football player Steve Mongo McMichael is suffering from, I believe. On this day in 1917, the British Royal Navy, which had which has had strong German ties since George I, renounces its German names and titles and adopts the name of Windsor. Some famous weddings to talk about here. Uh, on this day in 1369, Philip the Bold, Duke of Burgundy, marries Margaret, uh, the third Countess of Flanders. On this day in 1843, philosopher Karl Marx, who was 25 at the time, marries Jenny von Resp. Westphalen in Germany, and on state 1850, Swedish Norwegian Crown Prince Charles marries Dutch Princess Wilhelm, Wilhelma. Uh, some couple of divorces on the state 2009, Jane Casimir from Malcolm in the Middle, who was 53 at the time, divorces actor Brad, Bradley Whitford, Whitford, who was 49 at the time, after 16 years of marriage. And on state 2010, backup dancer Dean Chermay, who was 29 at the time, Divorces Grammy Award-winning singer Leanne Rimes, who was 27 at the time after nearly eight years of marriage. Uh, let's see. Uh, one notable passing to talk about here, folks. Uh, best known for his role in The Sopranos, of course, James Gandolfini, passed away on this date in 2013. Let's see here. Uh, one moment here. Uh, what was claimed to be the first transatlantic crossing by a steamship, even if, even if sales helped, was completed on this day and is still celebrated. Of course, of course, entitled The Ship in Distress. Of course, it was on this date in 1819. Let's go ahead and go to your movies and television history and birthdays here first. On this date in 1952, I got a secret debut on CBS with Gary Moore as, as the host. A couple of moments here in 1953. First off, WCSC-TV Channel 5 in Charleston, South Carolina, which is a CBS affiliate, begins their broadcasting. And also 19, also WTPA, now WHTM-TV Channel 27 in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is an ABC affiliate, begins its first broadcast. On this day, 1956, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin end their partnership after 10 years and 16 films together. 
On this day, 1973, the Rocky Horror Horror Show stage production, first opens in London, written by Richard O'Brien and directed by Jim Sharman, and also starring Tim Curry. On this day, a couple moments on this date in 1984, Weird Al Yankovic gives free live performance at the Del Mar Fair, and also the first live appearance by Chief Justice Warren Berger, and it was on Nightline. On the state 1992, the movie Batman Returns, starring Michael Keaton as Batman, Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, is officially released. As we said, of course, uh, today is the birthday, of course, of uh, Mo Howard, who today uh, would have been, as we said, uh, 124 years old. Happy 59th birthday today to Paula Abdul. Happy uh, 49th birthday to Jean Dujardin. Happy 43rd birthday to Zoe Saldana. Of course, you know her from recently as Gamora in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. But she is also, of course, also been not, but she's been in many movies. But, of course, also a lot of people may also know her as playing Uhura in the uh, recent Star Trek movies, starting with the one from 2009 and then Star Trek Into Darkness and Star Trek Beyond. Of course, we don't know if they're going to actually do another one or not, but it's been up in the air right now at this point. One passing we did mention, of course, today, uh, actor James Gandolfini passed away on this date in 2013. Some weddings that took place on this date. First off, in 1942, Marilyn Monroe, who was 16 at the time, marries her first husband, James Dorder, who was 21 at the time, who was a policeman. On this date, 1948, Actor Jose Ferrer, who was best known for Cyrano de Bergerac, marries his second wife, actress Phyllis Hill. On his date, two couple of weddings here on two, 2006. Emile DeRaven from the TV show Lost, who was 24 at the time, marries actor Josh Janowicz, Jan- Jan- who was also 24 at the time in Melbourne, Australia. And also in the state uh, in 2006, Darren Hayes from Savage Garden, who was 34 at the time, marries animator Richard Cullen in London. So I guess that was a, yeah, okay. And of course, as we said, on say 2009, actress Jane Casimir from Malcolm in the Middle divorces actor Bradley Whitford after 16 years of marriage. Let's go to your music history and birthdays here, folks. On a state in 1825, Gio, Gio Chino Rossini's two Il Viago I. Rames premieres on state 1932, the first concert given in San Francisco Stern Grove. On state 1960, Loretta Lynn records I'm a Honky Tonk Girl. On state 1961, Little Egypt, or of course otherwise known as Yin Yang by the Coasters, peaks at number 23. On state 1964, Bob Dylan that completes his tour of the United Kingdom. On state 1967, Paul McCartney admits on TV that he took LSD. On this date, 1978, the best little whorehouse in Texas opens at 46th Street, New York City, for 1,577 performances. And on this date, in 1994, Sally Moran, her, her escorts, closes at Helen Hayes, New York City, after 50 performances. As we said, of course, today, happy 59th birthday to, of course, Paula Abdul. Uh, some some passing here on this date, 1341, Juliana Van but Falconeri, who was a saint of Italian descent and a tenor of Swedish descent, passes away. We don't know how she, I think it was a she, I'm not sure. 
On stage 1747, Alessandro Marcello, who was a composer, passed away at the age of 74. On the stage 1759, Charles Joseph Balthazar Solar, who was a composer, passed away at the age of 31. And 1762, on this date, Johann Ernst Eberlin, a composer of German descent, passed away at the age of 60. Uh, some weddings here, of course, I did tell you about Darren Hayes and Richard Cullen getting married on this day in 2006. On this day in 1953, James Brown, who was 20 at the time, marries Velma Warren at Trinity CME Church in Toccoa, Georgia. On this day in 1988, Danny Spitz, heavy metal artist, uh, Anthrax marries uh, marries someone named Valerie. I mean, they don't have the her last name there, but that's what we have there. And on this date in 2010, uh, and in a divorce right here, Dean Shermay and Leanne Rhymes divorced after nearly eight years of marriage on this date in 2010. Now let's now let's check out, of course, your sports. History and birthdays here. On this day in 1846, as we said, the first officially recognized baseball game played by Cartwright Rules as the New York Nines was, scored 23, defeat the Knickerbockers only scored one at, in Hob at Hoboken, New Jersey. On this day in 1867, the first Belmont Stakes, Gilbert Gilpatrick aboard the Horseman's Ruthless, wins in 305. On this day in 1894, the 28th Belmont, Willie Sims aboard Henry and Navarre, Wins in 156.5. 1897, the U.S. National Championship Women's Tennis. 1895, title holder Juliet Atkinson beats defending champion Elizabeth Moore. 6'3, 6'3, 4'6, 6 On say 1908, British Open Men's Golf at the Presswick Golf Course. Scotsman James Braid wins his fourth championship by eight strokes from Tom Ball. On say 1914, British Open Men's Golf at Pet. At Presswick Golf Course, Harry Bardon of Jersey wins a record sixth Open Championship, three strokes ahead of defending champion J.H. Taylor. On a day in 1922, Pablo Nirmi runs world record 5,000 meters in 1428.2. And also on a day in 1924, Pablo Nirmi again runs world record 1,500 meters of 352.6. 50 minutes later, sets 5,000 meter. Uh, WR 1428.2 also runs WR three mile time 1402 within that event in the Finnish Olympic trials in Helsinki. As we said on this date, uh, today would have been the 118th birthday of, of course, baseball great Lou Gehring. Of course, as you know, he passed away in 1941 from the disease that shares his name. On a state 1904, some passings here. On the day 1904, Mungo Park, who was a golfer of Scottish descent, who won the British Open in 1874, dies of pernicious anema at the age of 67. On the day 1936, John Sharp, a cricketer, one-eyed fast bowler for England in 1991 to 92, uh, passed away. We don't know how old he was. On the day 1944, Bill Bradley, who was a cricketer, bowled for England in two tests in 1899, also passed away. We didn't know how old he was. And on the state at the age of, uh, on the state 1986, Lynn Bias, who was a basketball player who was a pick from the Boston Celtics for the 1986 draft, dies of a cocaine-induced seizure at the age of only 22. 
and two weddings to talk about here on the state in 1965. NBA forward Bob Pettit, who was 32 at the time, marries Carol Crows in Crowell, I'm sorry, in Alexandria, Louisiana. And on the state in 1969, baseball manager Leo Ducher, who was 63 at the time, marries socialite Lynn Walker Goldblatt, who was 40 at the time, at the Ambassador West Hotel in Chicago. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report there for this evening, uh, June the 19th. Speaking of which, Saturday, June 19, 2021, 7.52 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1605-562-0444, call ID 141-364-POUND, episode 264 of WWS Power Hour, as we said. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here with you here this evening. Of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, taking it easy. And also, of course, contemplating about the situation that, of course, that has that has taken place here surrounding tomorrow night's Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Of course, obviously, last night on Revolution, a lot of us, of course, especially, um, and you heard it, especially last night on Revolution, um, from, of course, uh, from everyone, especially the human suplex machine, John Gross, it was very emotional. And of course, we can't really blame can't really blame John at all for what he had to say, because he technically was kind of he really was really telling the truth here. I mean, the thing is, is that they had this big Hell in a Cell match with the Universal Title set up between Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio, and then all of a sudden they come comes out saying Rey Mysterio requested that they do the match early because he can't wait, and apparently Reigns and Heyman say, okay, we'll go ahead and do it. So apparently they do it on SmackDown, and obviously, of course, to a lot for a lot of people, it was a no-brainer that Roman Reigns, of course, picked that up. But of course, what was really emotional, what really got, of course, really, what really especially John, what really got John very emotional about all this, was the was the situation here uh, concerning, of course, the fact that they made and. And this is, of course, John did report to us from one of his members of his uh, Sto- Gross and Stoffless Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page that it was reported that they are going to do the Universal uh, a Universal title match at Hell in Cell tomorrow, only it's going to be in the form of a one-on-one match, and it's going to also be – it's not going to be inside the cell. It's only, it's only going to be a simple one-on-one match, but this time around – Probably to add insult to injury after I'm sure what Roman did to Rey Mysterio last night. He, they now place Roman in the ring for the Universal title versus his son, Dominic. So we don't know what the heck is going on here. Roman Reigns has apparently lost his heart, he's lost his balls, and he's lost his mind. Of course, like I said, obviously, of course, this is also coming from the top brass as well, who apparently do not have no, no clue what they're doing in terms of, of booking this event, just like they have no clue in booking Raw and SmackDown every week because it's just been lopsided here from the get, get-go here. Vincent Mann has pretty much kind of lost his mind here, and he's becoming ever more determined than ever. So, like I said, if, if it's something I didn't come up with, then I'm not going then I'm not going to allow it to happen. So, apparently here, ladies and gentlemen, what we have here personally is what we have here personally here is is is, 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 is like I said, it's gonna be all it's gonna be on the hands of a, of a whole lot of people. 
And of course, we can run down the list. We can say Vince McMahon. We can say Bruce Pritchard. We can say Kevin Dunn. We can say, and of course, especially, of course, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, who, of course, obviously has been kissing Vince McMahon's hind end, just like Vince has been kissing Roman's hind end. Because, like I said, apparently he seems to think now Roman is his top doll, his big money maker, and all that. And apparently he feels that, like I said, as long as Roman has that belt, he that he's very that he's in that WWE, WWE is invincible and nobody can touch him. I mean, I mean it's almost just just like of course it still reminds me of the comments made by Triple H about talking about the, the female talent of course in WWE. And while I'm not saying anything bad about the talent the female talent in WWE, it's just that like I said, the best are not in the WWE right now. That you have you have the best talent all around. And apparently trip and apparently Triple H just thinking that, like I said, the WWE is the world, and obviously he does not he does he does not see the big picture here. In the fact that you got several other companies, of course, uh, biting at WWE's heels and knocking on WWE's door and all that, and they're just simply ignoring the issue. They think they have everything well in hand. They think they have everything in the bag. Sooner or later, here, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, from the actions here, of course, leading up towards tomorrow night's event. All I can really truly say is, is that is that is that WWE is going to be on the verge of, of, of going through the same dilemma that WCW went through, when like I said, when WWE officially bought it back in 2001. It's going to end up becoming becoming worthless. It's going to end up becoming useless, and sooner and sooner or later, like I said, it's just going to be one of the it's going to, it's going to be one of those occasions to where like I said, a lot of people are just going to start suddenly start losing interest. People are going to stop coming to the events. They're going to stop getting the thunder. They're going to start registering for the Thunderdome, which is this is the last event anyway tomorrow night. It's the last event that people can do the Thunderdome thing. Uh, but they're going to, but like I said, they're going to. Uh, people are going to stop. People are going to stop coming to the events. They're going to stop buying WWE's merchandise. They're going to stop uh, paying attention to the superstars. And then, like I say, you know that everybody involved in WWE is going to notice all this. And the thing about it is, they're going to point the finger right at one man, and then that is, of course, obviously Vince McMahon. But apparently, he's not going to really care because, like I said, as long as he's got money, I think that he pretty much is, is quite content with that, and he don't really give a, He's not very passionate like he used to be about the, this whole situation, this whole dilemma. And I'm sure a lot of people that worked with him for years can possibly vouch for that. Of course, like I said, sooner or later, Vincent Mann is going to have to be, of course, let go. And if they're going to continue to start letting a lot more people go, Vincent Mann needs to be among those, uh, needs to be, of course, among those, uh, um, <clears throat> among those superstars. Uh, uh, among those, among those people that they need to let go. Bruce Pritchard needs to be one of them. Kevin Dunn needs to be one of them. Nick Khan needs to be one of them. I mean, I'm also starting to think that maybe Triple H might need to start considering looking for something else to do. Because, like I said, apparently, like I said, it's not all making sense anymore. A lot of people just simply put, like I said, have just pretty much lost, lost all content and respect for WWE. Um, there are some out there who are still, like I said, very passionate about it. We still, we are passionate about wrestling. That's what we want to watch. But apparently now it's becoming more and more 
more about money and other things other than wrestling. And apparently Vincent Mann seems to think the word wrestling is a bad word. It's like a word of profanity. You're not supposed to say it. He prefers to call it sports entertainment. Well, like I said, Vince, you know, like I said, they may be entertaining us, but like I said, it is known as professional wrestling. That's what the middle W in your name stands for. So you need to start, you need to start really kind of getting behind, getting behind what you're getting behind the true product. Because if you don't, like I said, sooner or later, people are, are, you're going to have all this competition coming, knocking at your door. And sooner or later, like I said, a lot more superstars are just simply just going to, are just simply just going to just leave voluntarily. They're not, they're just going 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 to forget all about it. And the next thing you know, you're not going to have a show. You're going to have to go out there and just sit out there and just entertain people with a song and dance or something. Because, like I said, that's all you're going to have with. Because the superstars, like I said, the way you're acting and everything like that, you know, the, the referees to the announcers to the to the talent to the people in the work in the office, you know, a lot of people are simply just going to abandon your hind end. And then before you know it, you know, that's all I'll tell you right there that, you know, doing what you say is no longer worth it because, like I said, you just don't know how to run a company anymore because you're getting old, you're getting senile, and you're getting feeble. You're just, you're just, you're just completely have lost it big time. So based upon that here, folks, like I said, what we did was, as far as our prediction title challenge is concerned, a lot of people have asked me, of course, what was going to be the deal with that? Well, even though that, like I said, that we, I still have the match listed on the pay-per-view prediction center page, that match is going to remain right where it is. And we're going to start, of course, that, what that, and, and to also be fair to everyone that since they were, they were wanting to see this match on Sunday, but apparently, like I said, they moved it. We are going to, like I said, those who did vote for Roman and who did also vote for Rey Mysterio are going to get a free point. Also, ladies and gentlemen, because of this announcement, this very disturbing announcement, that Roman is now going to face Dominic Mysterio tomorrow night instead of his father in a simple one-on-one match, which, of course, obviously, Roman is, for Roman, it's not going to be one-on-one. He's going to have the Usos and Paul Heyman in, in his corner. Like I said, so obviously, they're going to... Uh, So what we're going to do here is I'm also going to award folks. I will, we will, I will mark it down as of course going on, but, but we're not going to put it on the pay-per-view prediction center page. Everybody is going to get a freebie on that one because like I said, that one is not worth voting for. That one, we all know what's going to be the inevitable, inevitable outcome of this, you know, <clears throat> that the match is going, going to be a lackluster situation. Because simply put, Roman is, like I said, has no heart, he has no balls, and he has no mind. So, like I said, as long as someone, as long as he's got Heyman, he's got the Usos, and he's got that belt around his waist, and all that, he feels that he's invincible and indestructible. I mean, the trouble, this trouble chief crap has got to end at some point, of course, down the line. And if it does not end, well, you know what? Then all I got, all I got to say is, you know, all I got to say is, like I said, 
that Roman Reigns is going to start losing fans that much quickly, and then Vince McMahon's going to also probably feel that he's no longer going to be a very valuable asset to him. And then, of course, obviously they're going to drop Roman like a bad habit, possibly. So it's going to be like a fall from grace right there, to like so many other great talent, of course, that he has let go, including, of course, I mean, they, at least they've done one good thing for the time being, and that is, of course, they brought back Samoa Joe, who they let go two months ago, which had no business leaving anyway, in my own personal opinion, but still. But like I said, folks, everybody is going to get everybody is going to get a point that voted for, like I said, that voted for the universal title match because before they decided to change it from Sunday to last night. But as for this new one that they added on, Roman versus Dominic for the title, I'm not going to even put it on the page, and everybody's going to get a freebie, for, a free point for that. So, so, so there you go, right there you go, right there. That's all. That's only would be fair as well. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did of course talk about everything, um, everything, anything, and everything. Of course, here around the world of wrestling, of course, including Raw, NXT, also of course on Impact, um, also of course SmackDown AEW last night. We got to hear from, of course. Uh, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Also, the, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, among, of course, a lot of other folks here, of course, as well. But nevertheless, here, folks, this was, of course, like I said, a very turbulent week here, of course, in the world of professional wrestling. So, <clears throat> so regardless of, regardless of however, however you... Uh, Regardless of however you take it with a grain of salt here, uh, like I said, this is going to be one of the worst, one of the worst weeks ever in the history, of course, of, uh, of, of, of course, a professional, of, of course, a professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have to step for just one, one little moment here. Um. Uh, we ask that you just listen to, of course, uh, our opening theme and any other music that does pop on here uh, for just one moment here. I will return here momentarily to get to our news portion, of course, of episode 264 of WWS Power Hour. So please excuse me for just one second. Thank you. 
much ladies and gentlemen my apologies for that I had to take care of something here <clears throat> but uh, like I said episode 264 WWS Power Hour 1605-562-0444 caller ID 1-141-364 pound it is 8 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and of course it's a Saturday June the 19th 2021 now ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and bring you of course some wrestling news tidbits here, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. As always, we want to thank our friends at 411mania <clears throat> uh, for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows, including in addition to right here on Power Hour, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, <clears throat> also, of course, Outside the Ropes, Power as I said, right here, of course, on Power Hour, as well as, of course, uh, WWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, uh, <clears throat> and also, of course, Sports Machine, and hopefully, of course, a lot more of our shows when we get them up and going here really, really soon, of course, here in 2021. And we have several stories to bring you here tonight, so let's go ahead. Joseph Lee posted his first story here tonight as Kevin Matthews, Kevin Matthews is getting bio-accelerator stem cell therapy in Columbia. Former Impact Wrestling and WWE developmental wrestler Kevin Matthews, who now promotes WrestlePro, revealed on Facebook that he'll be getting the bio-accelerator stem cell therapy in Columbia, a procedure that wrestlers like Brian Cage and Rey Mysterio have had in the past. He wrote the following. Bioaccelerator, the facility that will be administering my stem cells in my knees and shoulders, have been mentioned multiple times on Joe Rogan's podcast, and it's the premier place for all the athletes are going to and seeing unimaginable results. DDP, Kevin Nash, Ray Jr., Edge, Bobby Lashley, Frankie Edgar, uh, Matt Hughes, Cyborg, TJ Dillashaw, Henry Cueto, Brian Cage, John Morrison, Santino, Frank Mir, Kurt Angle, Gilbert Melendez, uh, Rob Van Dam, Ken Shamrock, Chuck Waddell, Chanel Sonnen, Jorge Mastaval, Camaro Usman, and many, many other fighters, wrestlers, NBA, MLB, NFL, and other athletes 
oral success stories from BioX. Doctors here in the States told me that I need a knee replacement, that that it's that's too damaged. Doctors there disagreed and believe that they that they, they can they can uh, uh, they can help as do I. Both knees are bone to bone and arthritic with my left knee. Of course, having five surgeries being far, far worse. I found out earlier earlier this year with my MRIs, I have no labrum in my left shoulder and half in my right. I will be getting stem cells on both of those as well, plus whatever else they find throughout all the testing that will be done. Everything will be documented by both myself and BioX. I have to be there for five days and be equipped through the most futuristic stem cell technology going today. If you follow DDP last week on any of his social media, that's where he was over. That's where he was over at BioAccelerator. We'll find out the exact dates in the next day or two, but it will be mid-July. KM 2.0 coming soon. So of course we do wish him well. Of course with that therapy, and hopefully he does. Who knows? He may make a return to the ring. I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see. Joseph Lee posted this story right here today with some WWE news. As Sasha Banks rides a roller coaster, also new WWE content added to Peacock and also SmackDown in three minutes. WWE shared a clip of Sasha Banks riding the Jurassic World Velocicoaster at Universal Studios Orlando. Last WWE posted on their Twitter account, last week at Sasha Banks, WWE had the opportunity to ride the Jurassic World Velocicoaster at, at Universal ORL. Check out her experience from the day. And there's a, and you can check out, of course, right on this tweet right here on how to get to that. WWE has also added several new programs to Peacock, including Progress Chapter 113, Warp into Monster Disco Hell. Of course, they have it, Four Eleven Mini has a review on it right here, of course, if you want to check it out. Also, ICW Fight Club 113 as well as the best of WCW's Clash of the Champions, which was hosted by the late Dusty Rhodes. You can check that, of course. You can check that out, of course, on the um, WWE Network um, Twitter account. Also, of course, uh, video, there's a video, of course, right here, courtesy of uh, Fox and WWE. Of course, WWE has posted a new video, which sums up last night's episode of SmackDown in three minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, we won't post that video because I think it's just too right dang on disturbing. And plus, with all the other news we've been hearing about lately, I think it's just it's not really worth talking about, to be honest with you. Joseph Lee posted this story here uh, today as stardom has its results from Shizuoka, Odeo Tai Beats Stars. Hmm. Stardom held an event this morning at the Shimizu Marine Hall in Shizuoka, Japan, with the tag team match in the main event, here are some results. Rina defeated Lady C. Momo Watanabe defeated Hina. Donna Del Mondo, who was Julia, Siri, and Maikia, defeated Odeo Tai, who was Saki Kashima, Fujin, Death, and Konami. Queen's Quest, who was Utami Hashishida, Saya Kamatani, and AZM, versus the Cosmic Angels, who was Yunagi Sayaka, Mina Shirakawa, and Tom Nakano ended in a 15-minute time limit draw. And Oditai, who was Starlight Kid, Nasuyuku Tora, and Ruaka defeated Stars, who was Mayu Awatani, Koguma, and Hanan. 
And of course, uh, Stardom Twitter account, you can, of course, check out their pages here as well, of course, to, to look to read more in about those results. Some various news right here coming at us here from uh, Joseph Lee. As three more matches announced for AW Dark's Elevation. Also, Lee Moriarty trademarks his name, and the former Iconics file for a trademark. AEW has announced three more matches for this Monday's AEW Dark Elevation, which includes three tag matches. First off, Penta, El Zero, Medeo, and Eddie Kingston with Alex Abrahantes in his corner. will take on Barry Morales and Fuego del Sol. Baron Black and Tomalin Vinish will take on the Acclaim. And the team of Wardlow and Sean Spears will take on Ryzen and Cal Harrow. The previously announced matches include the following. Cesar Bononi with the Wingmen will take on Jungle Boy with the Jurassic Express. Delmai Exo will take on Nyla Rose with Ricky Guerrero in her corner. FTR will take on Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Matt Hardy with with the uh, HF the, with the Hardy family office. I believe it's with that front office or whatever it's called. Will take on Jorah Jaw. Matt Seidel with his brother Mike will take on Jack Evans with Angelico and Matt Hardy. Renee Michelle will take on Chris Statlander with Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. Powerhouse Hobbs will take on Darian Bankston. And Bums Are Us will take on the Varsity Blondes with Julia Hart in their corner. And of course, that's on AEW's Twitter account if you want to check that out. Also, Lee Moriarty applied the trademark Taiga Style Lee Moriarty. Uh, of course, uh, for of course, obviously entertainment purposes, and also the also of course the the ladies formerly known as Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, the Iconics, applied to trademark the Inspiration, of course, spelled with two eyes. Uh, of course, also for the, the for the same reason for entertainment purposes. Speaking of trademarks, once again, Joseph Lee has this story as Nyla Rose files a trademark for a for, uh, ring name and a nickname. PW Insider reports that on June 15th, Nyla Rose filed a trademark for a ring name and a wrestling nickname, The Native Beast. Of course, that's also to put on, like I said, clo uh, clothes and other outfits, of course, as well. So you'll be so you'll be seeing on you'll be seeing that on there, of course, here very, very soon. Joseph Lee posted this story as WWE asked for an extension to respond to the patent infringement lawsuit. Heel by Nature reports that WWE has requested an extension to respond to a patent infringement lawsuit in Delaware. Cedo Mobile filed the suit on May 21st, accusing the company of infringing on several patents, including, including those used by many modern streaming services. WWE filed paperwork on June 9th, asking for more time to investigate the claims they now have until July 29th to answer the lawsuit. The company is being represented by Stephen L. Capone and Matthew B. Goler of KNL Gates LLP. Uh, the statement reads, it is hereby stipulated by the parties through their undersigned counsel, subject to the approval of the court, that defendant's time to answer, move, or otherwise respond to the complaint in this action shall be extended to July 29th, 2021. The reason for this requested extension is to allow counsel for defendant 
additional time to investigate the allegations set forth in plaintiff's complaint and consider an appropriate response. No party will be prejudiced by this brief extension. The complaint lists 12 patents owned by Aceto Mobile and they, 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 that they believe that WWE is infringing. Of course, the complaint, there's a link to the complaint right here on this page if you want to check that out. Joseph Lee has this story here as the butcher, of course, a wrestler in AEW, reveals that he saved a drowning chipmunk. In a post on Twitter, the butcher revealed that he saved a drowning chipmunk earlier this week, but is still the baddest guy in AEW. He wrote, I saved a drowning chipmunk this morning. That's good. Universe vibes. Little buddy just needed a nice blanket and a walnut. I didn't do that, but I did push on her tiny chest to pump the water out. I'm still the bass MF or in at AEW. I just like tiny uh, uh, tiny animals. And you can check out, of course, his on his uh, Twitter page, of course, of course, with all that he said right here. But of course, like I said, even of course, the biggest baddest, baddest wrestlers out there today even does have a kind heart. Joseph Lee posted this story as Fuego del Sol was interviewed on the toxic fans tweeting pure hate at wrestlers. In a post on Twitter, AEW Dark stalwart Fuego Del Sol spoke about certain toxic wrestling fans on Twitter, particularly those who tweet hateful comments to people they don't like. He wrote, guys having opinions and having grabs about a product you watch and care about are totally understandable, but to go out of your way to tweet just pure hate at someone is unacceptable. To get respect, you have to give respect. And he said you can check out his Twitter account, at Fuego Del Sol. You can check check out what he had to say, of course, right there. Let's see. Our next story here, of course, like I said, we did have an update. It was another update, of course, for AW Dark Elevation, which we did say earlier, as Matt Seidel will be taking on. Uh, Jack Evans, of course, we did already announce the matches for that as well. Our next page, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Joseph Lee has this story as Roman Reigns talks about working with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. In an interview with the ACC Network, Roman Reigns spoke about working with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and hoping to help others who also deal with blood cancers. Here are some highlights via Wrestling Inc. On what aspects of football crossover into wrestling, Roman says, I always start with you have to be tough to be on the field. To be on the gridiron, you have to be you have to have a certain level of toughness mentally and physically. I think that definitely applies to being in the square circle, to being in the WWE ring. Being on the road as a performer 52 weeks a year, we don't have any weeks off. This isn't like where we run seasons. This is a live show, 365 days. You have to have a certain level of physical and mental toughness, emotional toughness as well. Being away from your family, being separated from your loved ones, and being on your own. And then I also think there has to be a certain level of swag that I think American football players are not liking at all. As a defensive lineman, I had to kind of figure out how to display that a little differently because you can be very physical and sometimes you can let your play really do the talking, but you always see within a wide receiver or a cornerback who is out on that island and they may may not be, be getting – as much attention or the ball thrown in their direction as much. So you see a lot of chatter, chitter chatter about and a lot of smack talk. So I think that charisma, that level of athletic competitive swag 
has to come out in the ring as well. On working with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Roman says, nowadays I think we're in a totally different place as far as blood cancers. And LOS has done a great job of being on the forefront of that awareness and the research involving creating all these different medications to kind of put a, a, a cancer, a cancel to blood cancer. That's what we're hoping to continue. That, that's what we're hoping for to continue to do that. Also to take care of the young children, create medicines that will not have a lasting effect on their future. That will keep them healthy now and also throughout the rest of their lives. To be able to team up with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society has been, man, has been a godsend. And to be honest, and really shown and provide me a different purpose other than just putting smiles on faces, which you rarely ever do. To really be able to reach out and show that support and connect with different people all over the world through a very similar struggle that we've all gone through. And to be able to give them a little bit of hope with my story, it's just been a very nice outcome. We don't always have the success stories, but when we do, I feel like we need to celebrate them. And for me to be able to do that with fans and strangers alike has been life-changing. It really has. <clears throat> so... And of course, like I said, I mean, that is one that is one thing I will, I will give the Roman, of course, like I said, away from the ring. But like I said, that's all, only credit that he's going to get from me. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to this right here. Just Jeffrey, Jeffrey Harris posted this story as WWE today, of course, is when the story came out as to why WWE moved Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio to SmackDown. And apparently Reigns is to sit out at Hell on a Cell. During today's edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer discussed WWE opting to move the Hell in a Cell match between Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio from Sunday's pay-per-view event on last night's, to last night's edition of SmackDown on Fox. While Meltzer speculated Vince McMahon wanted to shake things up and put the Reigns versus Mysterio, ma Mysterio match from the largest possible audience on Fox, Meltzer said he spoke to sources at WWE who indicated it was a matter of getting more eyeballs on originally on originally scheduled uh, for an originally scheduled pay-per-view matchup. Meltzer stayed on the decision to move the match to Friday. They talked about it, and they talked about it. This was, this was the decision. It's, it's no big, you know. That's just what it was. Bailey versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's title will now serve as the other Hell in a Cell title match for the event. Meanwhile, while Reigns versus Mysterio taking place on last night's SmackDown, Reigns no longer has a match scheduled for Sunday. Uh, of course, we heard that something differently last night. According to Meltzer, he was told that when the decision came down to move the match to SmackDown last Thursday, this past Thursday, the 17th, Reigns would not be working the Hell in Cell on Sunday. The matchup on Friday was not being done to set up a quick rematch on Sunday or another match involving Roman Reigns at Hell in Cell. He said Reigns will apparently be taking Sunday's show off. Additionally, Meltzer stated that what took place with the match on Friday was the exact same plan for the match if it took place at Hell in Cell on Sunday. Basically, WWE moved the booking of Reigns versus Mysterio for Sunday and moved it to Friday to get more eyeballs on the matchup, which is BS. By moving the match to Friday was a Vince McMahon call, of course. It's unknown where Reigns stood on the issue. Per Meltzer, Reigns usually requests being placed first or last on a pay-per-view card. It's unknown how WWE plans to lay out the Hell in the Cell title matches for Sunday's show. Of course, currently WWE Hell in the Cell 2021 is scheduled for tomorrow night at the Euling Center at Tampa, Florida. It will, be, it will still be broadcast live on Peacock in the U.S. and the WWE Network everywhere else. And one more quick story here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as, of course, the first teasers for AEW's Rampage airs on AEW Dynamite. The first teasers for AEW Rampage aired on last night's episode of Dynamite. Friday's episode saw the teasers air during commercial breaks and, of course, 
You can check out, of course, AEW's tweets on here as well. AEW Rampage is set to debut on TNT on August 13th at 10 p.m. The show will be an hour long and it will sometimes be live. Other times it will be taped after Dynamite. So you can check that out. Check out the tweets, of course, courtesy of AEW right here if you want to take a look at that. On that note here, folks. Okay. On that note here, folks. We will. I do thank you for joining us here tonight for for episode 264 WSWS Power Hour. <clears throat> of course, uh, like I said, be sure to like I said, check out WSWS this morning, tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m. Of course, 805-8613 pound. As of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be of course bringing you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We will also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you. I will bring you my personal opinions about the matches uh, for Hell in a Cell, my personal predictions for them, of course. Also, of course, I will be letting you know about what will take place here in the radio network this week and also some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at uh, 411mania.com. So be sure to listen in on that tomorrow morning starting at 8 a.m. for WWS this morning. Be sure to listen in on that. Power Hour 264 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, uh, six years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Be sure to check out all of our stuff posted on all of our groups, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to, like I said, uh, also check out all of our past episodes of all of our of all of our uh, of all of our shows on TalkShoe. Sure to check out like all those as well. If you'd like to listen to anything interesting and all that great stuff. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be here with you, like I said, tomorrow morning for WWS this morning. <clears throat> until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care and God bless here, folks. And of course, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks. We'll talk at you here, of course, tomorrow morning. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.